Okay. Okay. Hello and welcome to <laughs> <laughs> this horrendous shit show <laughs> of a podcast. Yeah, the haram shit show. Haram <laughs> shit show. Okay, we, we start. We start well. We're making our Muslim friends very proud already. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how were the holidays? They were good. Yeah, very, very chill. Good. Cold and chill. So just like sleeping and stuff. Yeah, I, I think it, from your Instagram stories, this sounded like very uh, artsy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just like one Instagram story per per weekend or per week, okay. uh, just to let people know that I do some shit and not. Just <laughs> no, the way I did it is that I took a bunch of photos in that awesome photogenic museum, and then I'm posting one photo every day. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe you're in that museum every day. Who knows? <laughs> And yeah, but you're not right. But like, you cannot get this like thing of going like with the right person to take pictures and the right museum. Yeah. So you really need to kind of I don't know schedule the pictures very well. Exactly. And I thought she was with the date, and oh, she no. was like performing <laughs> on those pictures, but unfortunately not. Unfortunately yeah, I was not. Plant, planting some doubt <laughs> in your head, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, let other men know you might be taken already. Oh, that's not something I want to do. <laughs> you don't know, it's, it, 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 it is part of the, the game. I mean, like, the Shanghai dating scene is so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to play the game. Did, did you girls know about, like, this recent event in a party organizer group, which name I'm not gonna say, where the, the founder was uh, married to this Taiwanese girl and basically uh, he cheated on his wife and she just aired her dirty laundry in this like group chat with 500 people. Classic, classic. Tell us more. Yeah, well, basically she just said this other uh, Chinese girl in the group uh, basically for the 15 minutes she was left alone with her husband uh, wanted to, uh, well, basically slept with him. I, I mean, of course it wasn't like that. Uh, and then um, she was just putting this under the guise of like, oh, I need to warn other women in the group about this girl. And the thing all like cascaded into a huge shit show where the guy just comes out in the group chat and he starts calling this girl a slut, even though it was him who cheated on his wife. And then People start saying, oh, we should listen to her version of the story. And then somebody starts a voting poll to see like <laughs> who, the, who they support, even though like the girl was immediately kicked out by this girl's husband from the group chat. It's, it's just like a massive shit show. But did they got the, her part of the story or not? No, no. Why it, were they making a poll? I, I, like, I don't know. I don't know. It is it is crazy. It, it's just insane and yeah the comments are like absolutely insane uh and one person like joking they said me and my wife are going to sanya is there any place you recommend that is free of uh people that might threaten our marriage <laughs> but, like, like ultimately i just think it's like outrageous that this guy cheats on his wife and then goes to the group chat and says like it calls a slut to the girl oh who he, he cheated with i mean this is totally unacceptable but I mean, it's Shanghai dating life. It's there is really more bizarre stuff. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I also don't think it's right that sh this lady just put it out there like that. But it's, it's, 
it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's wild. Uh, it's kind of revenge. True, true. Yes. It's it's funny that in this kind of situation yeah. she doesn't go and blame her husband privately, but she goes and blames the girl. Like um, No, I mean she blames everybody. the husband because she says I my husband said he was drunk, but that's not an excuse, blah blah blah. But I mean but yeah, her humiliation was or the, she was trying to humiliate this other girl much more than she was trying to humiliate her husband clearly and again all under this guise of uh, uh, what was it? Oh, I'm just uh, helping other uh, married women and girls with boyfriends so they know to watch out for this girl, which we all know, know it's a lie. You're just trying to humiliate her. I mean, yeah, exactly. Not to say like what she did was wrong, but yeah, this like fake uh, kind of, I, I don't know, altruism, it's, it bothers me a lot. Oh, exactly. It's like, it's just, uh, how to call that, I forgot the word. <laughs> But anyway, it's yeah. not like this girl is going to move out of Shanghai now because her reputation is ruined. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like this uh, cycles. With, so uh, one important thing is like her husband is an expat, right? The, the founder of this group is an expat. Yeah. And like as a lot of people know, like expat guys have kind of an easy life here. Like it's, they're very, like uh, let's say, requested by Chinese women and of course expat women. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind the, of their playground. It's their mm -hmm. playground, but yeah. the, the, what I'm trying to say is like this expat uh, cycle, cycles, like social cycles are very small, so it might actually have affect your life. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I'm just wondering, however, it, did it make his group more popular and his events more popular? <laughs> Maybe this was all a business. <laughs> PR. It was a big business strategy. Yeah, maybe that's all, all it was since the beginning. Oh my god. We're fools to yeah. believe this. But speaking of uh, dating in Shanghai, I think most people here right now are actually dating through Tinder. I don't think like many people are actually like meeting in real life and going to dates. I mean, probably they do. I just don't know about that. I mean, that's the point of Tinder. At some point, you should meet the person, right? Well, yeah. We have real-time Tinders all over Shanghai. I mean, all the bars are like yeah. mini Tinders, mini live, t live Tinders. Yeah, but usually the guys are so f fucked up drunk that you're just like, shoo, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Or you are fucked up drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Tinder stories, who wants to share their experience first? Uh, I, 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 didn't, I used to use Bumble a lot, not Tinder, but I don't, I don't have any significant stories. I just like once met a guy. Uh, he was like, he has like this degree in psychology and he's like with this like stupid standards. Mm -hmm. uh, catchphrases like, oh, I could figure you out since the first minute I saw you. And oh. I was like, <laughs> I asked if he was like in a uh, subreddit for like picking picking up girls or like some shit, or if he was an incel or something. And like, I got super offended and left the date. Really? Like, yeah. run off with No, he was like, I was like, I was fucked up drunk and I was like just insulting him for all the whole day because I mean, I. I I think it's awful, like, that goes to a date and tells a girl something like this, like, oh, I have a degree in psychology. He was an English teacher, by the way. Uh -huh. But he was like, I have this degree in psychology, I could figure you out from the first second I saw you. And then proceeded to tell me, what was it, how many houses he owns throughout Europe, how much money he makes per month, and what's his gym routine, which I find disgusting, sick, and obscene, because, I mean, 
I am not interested in any of that. I'm interested in people's personalities. And then, of course, like I was just troll. I wasn't insulting. I was like kind of trolling him, and mm-hmm. like I just looked at Didi and left. But he made me pay the bill, <laughs> which was very unfortunate. Oh, <laughs> oh, I mean, my part, my part, my part. Okay, okay. No, that's too unfortunate. <laughs> it was very unfortunate. We're in an expensive place. Wow. Oh my god. I had this kind of similar situation when I went on a date with a guy who. Seemed normal, I mean, on the app, we were just talking, but when we were on a date, he just kept going on and on, how, like, he's, like, rich and successful and everything here, but also how he hates China, like, so much. Uh-huh. That he's, like, he, like, hates, like, how people are here, the culture, the everything, and important part, that he only shops in the imported stores and only buys, like, imported food products. It's because like his contribution to the Western he, economy. You know, he doesn't trust in, like, Chinese quality and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're literally, like, successful and everything because you're making money here. So what's, what's, what the fuck is this? Oh, but this is totally, like, a personality type. It's like the expat that lives in China and hates China simultaneously. Exactly. And I mean, during pandemic, it's super weird to be here, like, because you're literally stuck in China. Stuck. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was the date when I run from it, yeah. but like I just paid for my drink and like I faked a work emergency on the Friday evening. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, my work is calling. I'm sorry, I gotta run. Like I just didn't have the guts to tell him like you're boring and like I don't like this. I'm gonna leave. No, but once I've, once like this legit happened, I was having a bad date and also uh, it's like a friend of a friend died on a car horrible car accident and just like a perfect. Like circumstance. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't know the guy very well, but like my, it was a friend of, it was the best friend of one of my friends. So I, I, I don't know, but I think until this date, the guy thinks I take, I faked like a friend's death, oh <laughs> run away from a day. Oh my god! Um, and your friend from heaven is like, yeah, go karma. It's fine. Yeah, use this opportunity. <laughs> He's like, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, from what I know from this guy, he, he would laugh his ass off if this was the case. <laughs> Probably. Carmo, if I ever die and you need to use my death as an excuse, like from a bad date, you go for it. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I go, yeah, you guys are saying uh, <laughs> work, bad date, whatever. You, you guys can use my death. <laughs> I just want to ask you, how many friends have you killed, Carmo? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I drugged him, so we would drive him through a tree and just die. <laughs> right, right. So. Uh, my Tinder, like, I'm not such a fan of Tinder. I I, I used Tinder like maybe four times during my mm-hmm. full time in China, which is, which happens to be six years. And there was like this interesting one that the guy was so cheap that he didn't want to go to a cafe. It was cold in the winter, and he was like, "Oh, let's just walk around." <laughs> and I was cheap like, guys. Why? In winter. <laughs> And I was like, why? And he was like, you know, now it's pandemic. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I want to be really, really careful about my finances. I was like, Ugh. this is like already told you, telling you you are not worth the money. Like Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I remember in that group chat that I shall not name. I think it can cause us trouble. But everyone in Shanghai knows that group chat. Everybody in Shanghai <laughs> knows which one I'm talking about. And... Uh, they were talking about uh, bad date experiences and like a lot of girls were complaining about uh, guys they were dating and then they stopped seeing them like one or two or three dates and then the guys were actually asking for the money of the dates back. It's like, oh, if you don't want to keep dating me, you have to send me back the money from all the mules. 
Oh my god, there was no return policy. <laughs> there is no return policy for that. It's, that's, uh, that's true. It's like a prenup. <laughs> they need to yeah. sign some papers. It some papers, like the, the, the money from the day sounds profitable. I mean, I kind of understand, understand the guy's perspective. Imagine like being a, chi a Chinese guy, we know, like, dude, he'll make less than us, probably, like making 8k a month. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you barely can pay your rent and your whatever meals in life and then you have to like still save money to take girls out i mean that's insane i have some sympathy for like sort of the situation where imagine you need to actually save money and i i, I don't know but like sort of make the sort of sacrifices in your financial life just so you can take a girl out and you don't know if anything will happen i mean mm -hmm. it's yeah. it's also hard on on their side well i mean dating is risky in general it's not just about money, you know, you can get hurt, like your feelings can get hurt. Your feelings, so, it's you know, risky. Not to speak about your body. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. also interesting the different types of people you could meet in Shanghai. True. I mean, uh, we all know this friend who went on a date and uh, she met this guy who's basically, I think, a tennis player or something. Oh, and, wow. And uh, he, was, he was talking about how he is... Um, Kind of escaping from this kind of secret uh, organization that are like basically from space and they are pink uh, what? and they live under the ground and they are like uh, following him everywhere he goes. I think I know this tennis player. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? It wasn't a date, but I'm going to tell you. You finish your story, and then I'm going to tell you my story. Yeah, that's it's the same person. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's actually it's not a personal story, but it's a friend who told me about this. You know, she yeah. went on this date, and the guy is talking to her about how he's he's basically escaping from these people, and uh, he's like, "Oh, let's not like stay here. Let's go somewhere else." They are watching me, and wow. they are pink. And they come from space, and they, uh, yeah, pink and, they and you know, pink is red and white, and it's uh, because it's uh, like a Russian organization, <laughs> communist. <laughs> 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 was That's funny. Was funny. Oh, poor girl. Poor girl. No, I, I think I know this person literally because when you said tennis player and crazy, um, <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a date I went to. I was working in this organization that was supporting a lot of like charities. And funding like a lot of like sports events for children and stuff just like for the charity and one time um, me and my boss we had a meeting with this guy that came and he was like a part of this tennis organization but it was kind of he was a tennis player too of course and he had like this tennis organization which is probably not that many in Shanghai so probably people would know him yeah <laughs> and, uh, anyway, right. so he seemed like a totally sane person so we sit down with him for like one hour to like for him to actually explain us like about his organization for us to see like how much money like our company can give him and uh, he starts his presentation by saying like how much time we have and we're like yeah one hour and then we have another meeting he's like oh, okay that's gonna be and instead of like talking about his I don't know brand and whatever he starts talking about his life and he says like at 16 that he was working in this company but like and he was super successful and he made millions and shit but then eventually like he got burned out and he spent like nine months in his room without like living not his apartment but like his room and in this nine months like he discovered himself he discovered his brain and he realized that he's a genius oh no he realized wow. no, no, he <laughs> better better he realized 
he's a god. That's how he said it. He like literally paused and said, I'm a god. And at oh, this moment, wow. I'm sitting there like, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> but he continues. So he says like, oh, you know, like most of people, they cannot use like, nah, I don't know, they only use like 5% of their brain, but like I discovered a way to use like 100% of my brain. Oh, so wow. like now I'm like the super person and that like I can do everything and shit. And like, he just continues going with this crazy shit. So that's why I'm sure it's the same person because it cannot be that many crazy tennis players in yeah. this city. He was telling like more and more bizarre stuff and like he didn't even start talking about his organization. <laughs> so eventually one hour was up, but like when he was talking all this crazy shit, we were just sitting there and trying to keep the fa our faces straight because like it was like at work, you I know. Couldn't. And then he left finally and we just started laughing and like I, I it was the hardest hour in my life to know. <laughs> At some point, I was sure that he's crazy and that he's gonna kill us. I'm like this, he's gonna get the gun out of his bag and just say, "I'm a god, I'm gonna kill I you." I just all. have one comment about the situation. Yeah, I knew God was in China. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I knew all along. Oh my god, I wish I could remember other crazy stuff that he was saying, but I don't think he said that any pink people follow him. But I guess I mean they could follow the god, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. M maybe if I thought like uh, the god part was too much for a date. Work meeting is fine. I mean, imagine if a guy tells you he's God, you will of course want a relationship with him because he's God, not because of his personality and inner self. Yeah, yeah. So you have to stay humble and just tell that. Stay humble. This is only for working purposes. You tell people you're God, of course. That's crazy. Oh my god. And I think I've seen that guy afterwards, like on Tinder or something. And like, I wish I could tell the girls that magically, like, please don't go on a date with this guy. Oh, I mean, Tinder, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of. I, I had someone t tell me once that uh, there are some groups in Shanghai, like WeChat groups, mm. where guys are like actually sharing pictures of girls they date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they don't cross date the same girl. <laughs> you guys would never do that. Yeah. I, I think it's more like, yeah, first of all, I don't think it's girls they date. I think it's girls they fuck. Yeah. And probably. second, I think it's not they don't cross them or whatever. I think it's like reviews or something like that. That's what I'm really imagining. Reviews. Yeah, or revenge. You know. Or revenge. <laughs> reviews and revenge. <laughs> That's the name of the group. No, okay. <laughs> reviews and revenge. <laughs> It's not like girls didn't have this kind of group. So. Yeah, yeah, but girls try not to date the same guy. I mean, I, I exactly. don't want to make like those uh, cheesy feminist points of like, oh, women are so much better than men. Our group is just to prevent uh, whatever girls from dating the same girl uh, guy. I mean, it's there's a lot of shit like both ways, of course. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of crazy people, I think we should talk about the Fight Club new ending. Oh, right. So what, what did you? Oh, we have to maybe first uh, explain uh, what happened because probably a lot of people listening to this don't know. Um, so this was on Weibo, right? It was in a lot of like Western articles as well. It was just like all over the. No, place. no, but the the new uh, version of Fight Club. I think oh. it was on the Weibo. Yeah, 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 on streaming. The streaming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to like explain a little bit. So um, there is a, let's say, a edited new version of uh, Fight Club uh, on Weibo is a uh, kind of a Chinese YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's the best way to put it. And uh, the original 
Fight Club movie, uh, in the original, the ending ends up with Marla and Tyler holding hands and seeing uh, these banks exploding, which is part of a thing called the Project Mayhem, that is a, let's say, a project to try to reestablish social order, and I think the whole uh, book and uh, movie message is about this. So the basically uh, the Chinese in the Chinese let's call it version let's not call it like censored version because and I'll make a point about that later mm -hmm. uh, in the Chinese version uh, the the explosions never ha happen and instead of having this scene with the explosions uh, Taylor shooting himself uh, <laughs> there is a screen uh, that shows up with the following I'm going to read uh, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals uh, successfully prevent the bomb from exploding uh, after the trial. Sorry, my screen went off. Second. Oh, after the trial, uh, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. And yeah, of course, like, uh, you know, people online made a lot of fun of this ending. <laughs> I just love the idea. Yeah. I mean, I would love them to like reshoot the ending and actually add their video scenes of this like yeah yeah thing with their incredible actor. AI, yeah, yeah. AI but actually algorithms. they just cut the scene and they just show the slide with yeah the yeah yeah police 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 everything, everything fine yeah. police soft and I I also like uh, this is like a remarkably Chinese uh, sentence. Uh, saying the police uh, rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested the criminals. I uh, know, sorry, there was a part about the. With, uh, I think I missed the part here where they say uh, following the clue from Tyler, which is like a very like Chinese way of writing it. You can see it was like a Chinese person who wrote it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, people are making like a lot of fun, of course, of this. But the truth is, uh, the author came out and said the ending is actually closer to the oh, book's ending, yeah. which I've read the book and it's, in my opinion, factually correct. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the main character does end in an um, uh, asylum. However, uh, I don't know, I feel like still in like spirit of the whole thing, it's not a better ending. Oh, but I have to say the, the author Chuck Palahniuk also uh, says like his book has been uh, uh, basically censored in the States like many, many times and there is actually uh, not a good reason for people online to be like having this outrage and making fun of this version because, I mean, the original movie also doesn't end like the book mm -hmm. and this book has been like banned in several occasions and different like, circumstances. So what's what's your girl's comments? On oh, it's this? interesting. I mean, the book actually has the recipe to like how to make your bomb. I think it literally says like you buy the glycerin, yeah, like you yeah, add this and that, <laughs> and then you can make a bomb. I I, I yeah. can understand why it's censored in some schools <laughs> and in some states. There makes total sense. But the movie, I think it's spoiled. I mean, this ending is kind of spoiled because I like the movie. I like the ending of the movie. I yeah. think it makes total sense. It's like all anti-consumerism and anti. 21st century yeah 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 a, so whatever yeah. like they made here in china it's like it's just like literally spoiling the movie it's like they they would better just cut the movie at some point and make no ending at all right right because it is it is true like the again the the ending is really closer to the book but it's like in very like uh in a very like logic way or like it's really what happened but in terms of like it's deeper meaning which is like so uh anti-establishment and so i think 
even deeper than that is like very, it has to do a lot with the fight to with yourself to change i mean this is my like personal interpretation of, of the movie but i think it has hold some truth and uh yeah the message seems to, like when it comes to like the chinese version of things it seems always to be like sort of like police wins yeah, yeah. <laughs> authority so wins the last guys go to jail yeah and it's yeah. so mainstream it lacks creativity i exactly. mean like Oh, that's if, a really good point. If, yeah. If they changed, I mean, like, if they changed the the ending and it was like something more creative and more interesting, I would I would buy it. But mm-hmm. I I feel like it's it lacks so much creativity. It's like just so mainstream. It's so yeah, but like the and the book, even the book, they could have followed the book because the book has something interesting, which is. <coughs> There is a bone malfunction because he uses glycerin, and he, mm-hmm. like across the book, he always says like glycerin never did it for me. Yeah, it never worked for me. Mm-hmm. And then he actually, for some reason, he does the bomb with glycerin, and of course, it doesn't work. That's what he keeps saying that throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is also an interesting <coughs> message where you try to like create like this sort of like social distress, and then you know you're being like amateurish or I don't know, improvising, and you don't do your best, and then. Mm-hmm. Things end up failing, and this is also a point they could have picked up, but like they just prefer to put, like the author- authorities there and like arrest the guy and yeah, as if yeah. life would be that simple that you can just cut it to like good part and that's it. I mean, the justice one, the police one. Yeah, yeah the police it. one, and, and I don't know. There is like some element. Of course, I know there are police characters both in the book and in the movie, mm-hmm. but there's a, something very foreign about it. Not foreign, like it's like foreign, like. For into the kind of the you know the fauna of the movie and the book is like yeah. it's just off-putting and weird and, and like very forced you know the police doesn't play a big role in the movie the, there is no psychiatric institution beforehand I mean mm-hmm. uh, it, it just feels very forced. <laughs> it's interesting, but did they do this to the movie only now because the movie is like twenty years old so, or something? So like this movie was available before, like in the normal version. Then suddenly they got the version and made their own thing. I don't know. I think they just put the uh, raw version and they they censored it. Like my understanding is, um, they uh, this kind of censorship has happened many times before mm-hmm. uh, with other movies, and it's actually like ill hilariously repetitive. Like it's always like the cops came and the rest of everyone, but when there are like already too many copies or like the, the movies like already very well established online and mm-hmm. its original version they kind of avoid doing tailoring it to the whatever to the their own version exactly so maybe it was not available before mm. yeah i think it might have not but i'm not it's, it's like very very unclear like where where this came from yeah but I mean, usually with the new movies like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the one that came out like a year ago or two years ago about yeah. like the, um, queen. The, about the Queen, yeah, they actually cut out the like gay sex scenes out yeah. of it to like release it in the cinema, which okay maybe makes sense a little bit at least. But yeah. it's a new movie, and I'm sure yeah. like the movie producers were fine with it just to make it like come to China and like yeah. make all this yeah, money. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I mean, they are not gonna lose that money. But yeah. Yeah. It's funny how they're trying to cut out like the gay topic basically out of the media and speaking of which i mean we can talk about this news of uh recent bans on like uh male beauty standards yes especially coming from korea as i understand it the korean ones yeah so basically it was in the news i think in october that uh not the government or maybe like government literally where it was like a state-owned media channels that actually publicly criticized the 
new uh, male beauty perspective, which is referring to Korean pop band boys or whatever that also got popular in China. And mm-hmm. basically because in China recently it was also a trend for men to um, take more care of themselves and a lot of cosmetic brands are actually uh, pointing their advertising more into to male audience and a lot of younger men are actually taking care of themselves as in buying some creams and maybe like using some light foundation or mm-hmm. I don't know even eyeliner or something like that yeah, like oh the eyebrow filler the, the eyebrow whatever. filler yeah, and actually tint, yeah. yeah yeah and uh, the state-owned media was actually kind of showing the concern of the way the real Chinese masculinity is shown it's, yeah. it's like is represented this way because they feel like it's a very uh, passive way to show their yeah. masculinity and they would like it to look more assertive and yeah they're trying to make sure that the youth is not following this new beauty standards which is impossible to control actually especially on this level yeah it's, it's impossible, impossible to, to just control. tell people like don't do this and people would be like okay yeah. don't, don't 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 use cosmetics yeah, yeah no unless you actually go and ban like cosmetics for male <laughs> No, but then it's it's weird because like also the the posters or like the banners you see uh, yeah. on the metro or on the streets, like they're all figuring this like very smooth skin Korean like male yeah you know, yeah guys uh, idols yeah. Finally. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to say like if it's a boy or a girl because I know there's like no, no, it's legit hard to say. Yeah, because yeah. there's like a few, few female singers in China mm-hmm. that have like very short hair and they kind of look like boyish a little bit, and yeah, so it's hard to say if it's a girl or it's a guy or like what's happening. <laughs> no, no, but I think there is like this concept of beauty in Asia, as I understand that, or Japan specifically, where like there is like this idea of androgynous beauty, it's, like you're beautiful like in both genders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why I think also it's kind of, uh, you know, on purpose the fact that we cannot sometimes distinguish the gender of the person in these banners. Yeah, maybe for me, like androgynous, more like David Bowie. You know, like it's androgynous, but it's kind you can't tell. Like, it's yeah. Yeah. But yeah. This one is like very like cutesy. I would say cutesy, like, yeah. you look more like a, like a very young teenager, even if you're like twenty five year old kind of adult. Yeah, but I find this very surprising and. I mean, I, I might be wrong about this, but I think, you know, like, what's going on in the U.S. now with, like, people having, like, uh, 80 genders or whatever, like, they mm-hmm. said, like, gender is a spectrum, and then there are people that are, like, gender fluid, non-binary, non-binary, and so on and so on, and I think a lot of this can be, I mean, not entirely, but, like, a, a portion of this could also be, like, the boundaries of society, like, what society think, thinks a male is and the female is. Right. And people sometimes express themselves in a way that doesn't really fit fit these standards. And I'm just saying obvious stuff, but I'll have a point. Uh, and I think in China and in Asia, there was always a very flexible standard of masculinity. There are guys that are like masculine, like in the West, and there are guys that in the West that anyone would think they are like gay, you know, like and they're just normal guys. They just are more stylish or like yeah. a different type of stuff. And so I always thought it was this like let's say aesthetic freedom that was also preventing people from dividing themselves so much into these like small uh, categories like we see in the US. Because we know like that for instance the Chinese government is a lot about unity and like for instance China has all these minorities but actually uh it's one country and they give them like their specific rights and make some concessions but they they are like 
to me they seem to be very opposed to this like identity politics of like mm -hmm. saying I'm from this minority and I have this disadvantage in life blah 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 so I think generally like the Chinese government really tries to avoid this kind of discourse mm -hmm. and I would think actually by allowing this kind of like different let's say gender expressions or whatever that's uh, a guy is a little bit more feminine or likes makeup but still like a man or like you know, still the under the umbrella of what masculinity is, it would be a way to prevent uh, this kind of issues from from raising or not not issues, but you know, like topics from raising and maintain the unity. But apparently, that's not the way they are taking. And I, I actually, I I cannot figure out why they're promoting this more like traditional masculinity at this point. But from what I learned is, okay, we're getting into politics again, Yeah. but basically they are trying to put like their way of how the masculinity should look like uh, against like, let's say, what is uh, masculinity in states. So mm -hmm. they would like like China to look more, not aggressive, but more like uh, masculine as in like active and leading and yeah. the, mas the way the masculinity as they see it now is like very feminine and very soft that it's very, very like passive and yeah fragile yeah. and it's like yeah. it's more like following and not like leading mm, but but isn't this going to have a backlash where all these men that identify more with this like korean and asian pop star as whatever uh, are going to like i don't know create their own thing like non-gender or conforming or whatever. Oh, they will anyway. I mean, there's no way to control this, really, unless you ban it, like, on some state level. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I... Yeah, I always thought it was, like, a very positive aspect that people here have, like, uh, this kind of... It was, it's, like, very flexible, like, how you express yourself within your gender in age, I think it is. Or it has been fairly flexible. You know, I'm also very pro for like men to actually show their more vulnerable side that they actually yeah. want to use like some cosmetics or whatever to be more confident and feel better about themselves, which is like totally fine and that's how it should be. Mm. But on the other hand, I feel like it's more like a marketing strategy because like they already made women buy all kinds of cosmetics that there is. Yeah, yeah. By making so them very self-conscious and insecure, yeah. like yeah, you're gonna die without this lipstick. You're looking like a ghost. But now they're yeah, trying, they literally bitch. milked all the money out of women. Now they're like, oh, yeah, we need a new market. We need yeah. a new market, let's go for men. Like yeah. men insecure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's not like marketing shaping our societies in such a, a, a deep way. But you make a good point. These new measures could also be like a pushback against, you know, making men insecure. Because like, we buy things because we are insecure. This is actually very simple. And, and yeah. of course, these brands need to make men insecure to buy more things and we cannot have a nation of insecure men because nations with insecure men and insecure women yeah, collapse yes. very fast exactly so it's funny but i mean they started with using men as like a uh, brand ambassadors for beauty beauty brands yeah it actually started in states as well they started using like some uh beauty gurus that are like male but in china i think they went much forward in the recent like few years i could see more and more like ads like that you just walk on subway and you see like dior it's or, it's or chanel or whatever cosmetics yeah. and they all have like male models who are actually advertising the products that are for women not yeah for yeah men. yeah also like and jewelry yes sorry uh in the, like uh, those channels where people are like basically promoting things online mm -hmm. i recently like i had someone tell me who, who does this job he says like actually 
males are able to sell more on those platforms mm -hmm. than women, like in terms of cosmetics and like, that's crazy. Yeah. I think it's an element of novelty because like there's these two top live streamers, one of which is like Austin Lee, who's like yeah. popular and the other one is female. So he started as a lipstick guy. So he was trying all exactly, kinds of lipstick. The lipstick guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they exactly. They yeah. call him the lipstick guy. But I think they trust him more because he's like a guy or whatever that he would be more unbiased, I guess, than women are. Which is uh, why would he be more biased? Like he doesn't use lipsticks. Like the, the yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, but it's what he's like, oh, when I see women in this lipstick, I think they're so beautiful. No, I think he's openly gay. I don't even think it's about that. But he's not like a drag queen, so I don't think he uses like yeah. that much lipstick in real life or something. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay. Well, it's strange. But he is like, there's two top live streamers yeah. and he's one of them and they're making billions. They literally make, I don't know how much money for like one hour live stream of showing different kinds of lipsticks or other cosmetics. Yeah. Wow, yeah, this live streaming thing here in China is also pretty crazy to me. Like, people really trust the, these people that are like... But, you know, like, also, yeah. uh, like, some people buy out of, like, urge to buy the thing. Yeah. But actually, uh, some companies are reporting that they have a lot of returns oh, yes. during the live streams. Like, yes, after yeah. the live stream, like, they would calculate how much sales they, they made mm -hmm. and how many returns they they had and yeah. like actually the return rate is so high yeah people probably oh, buy sure. it and then like okay i'm gonna think about it you know yeah. because they sell they probably like they sell all, all of it like in like a half hour but yeah. then like people are like mm, maybe i don't need this just refund it but it's it's basically a, a scam calculated by the live streamers by themselves because like when i worked in e-commerce company we would work with these live streamers not like super mm -hmm. top ones that like this two that we just talked about but uh like the smaller ones and they would have this kind of things that they would tell you to the brand. They would say like, oh, I can sell your products in like half an hour. I would sell like, I don't know, 200,000 mm -hmm. items. Mm -hmm. And they would actually sell them. But yeah, then it would be like 50% returns, you know, yeah. because it's like their friends or whoever bought this kind of stuff. Exactly. And then yeah. returned it immediately. But, yeah, I mean, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but there's something like immediately suspicious about like this like influencer or like whatever one home that goes to the company and says i would sell this in x time because usually as i traditionally know it the companies go to the people not yeah, yeah yeah not actually yeah. some agencies that control this there's like literally factories that produce this kind of like live streamers i mean this yeah. kind of like institutions but yeah. in general live streamers actually people trust them more because they are also afraid to lose their audience so they would before like working with the brand they would ask the brand to send them the products they would test it and they can refuse the brand actually because yeah. they say like if it's shit, yeah, it's yeah i think this was all yeah, the point then, all, yeah. all along yeah. then the customers then their audience would say oh this is shit and they wouldn't trust this live streamer anymore so there is like some kind of trust there yeah. that's why would, people would buy it more but also there is a big big thing that is discounts it's like during the live stream there's like the discounts are much much bigger than the brand usually gives and that's why people buy during live yeah, streams yeah okay and it's like oh it's a big big question and big industry yeah but like these industries like are like Getting so further away from reality, it seems like they, they work more and more based on speculation, some sort of spec weird speculation, I don't know, in the way that it's like, oh yeah, I can sell 200 of these, but of course, like, half of them will be returned, so it's not really 200, it's 100, it's like... Mm -hmm. It is weird, I don't know. But it sounds good for the, for the brand as well, I mean, they don't have to tell, like, to the price or whatever that they sold out and they don't have to say that it's actually how the stuff was returned they yeah, can just say we yeah. sold out we made so much profit yeah but it's like speculation it it is. Is. it's not real like yeah
No, but I, I guess there are like several levels of truth you mm -hmm. can tell. So girls, are we done? I Let's see so. how long it was. 40 minutes. Almost. 40 minutes, almost it's not bad. Minutes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we talked about much more stuff than I thought we would yeah. talk about. Yeah. Maybe we should go more in depth next time on some topics. Because otherwise we, we covered a lot of things. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Okay, well, I don't know. See you next time. Yes, this was our first attempt. Very <laughs> 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 <laughs>